Ladies and gentlemen and fellas, welcome into the channel today as we talk about the two NBA games and uh, you should be worried if you're a Nets fan and I think the public isn't catching on yet, but we're going to break down both of these games. We're going to go team by team. We're going to look at it from a DFS, a player props. I've got five already in today and a betting standpoint on these games. You should be worried. Not only is Jeff Green done for this series, which people might laugh out there, Jeff Green. Oh, Jeff. No, he's a key player to a playoff team. Blake Griffin made people forget about Jeff Green, but I don't think Blake Griffin's going to have his best shooting night since, literally, this is not this is not hearsay, since 2018, his best shooting night. I don't think that's just going to be something that repeats often in the postseason now, especially against quality defenders from the Milwaukee Bucks. But James Harden is the reason, and that's the obvious reason why you should be worried. Leaving after just 40-something seconds in that last game, re-injures an injury of his hamstring that made him miss 21 games during the regular season. I don't expect to see him back. I don't expect that you see them rule him out for this series because it's a game of chess, like we've been saying in the postseason, and anything to just make them think that James Harden might come back helps you. So when James Harden left in that game, Bruce Brown checked right in, but Mike James was the one who benefited and was going to close out the game if all the starters and Mike James did not leave the game early because the game was basically over with about a minute and a half left. Mike James shot four of six right when he came in, shot 0 of two down the stretch in the fourth quarter, but he was already in the game. So it was quality shooting from him. But what's going to be missed from James Harden is his, is his ability to not just get to the free throw line, as they didn't get to the free throw line much at all in this game. Neither team really did. I think that will change. They kind of let the boys play, if you will, play off basketball, physicality. We like it, but I think both teams get there a little more. So not just that from James Harden. You're also going to miss his ability to, of course, shoot, but distribute the basketball. He by far is the best distributor on this team by 2x anybody else. He has a 40 plus percent assist percentage during the postseason and in the regular season oh yeah it's also over 40 percent so that's going to trickle down now to we'll see is it Mike James is it obviously Kyrie comes to mind as being the big facilitator right away his props look kind of good in that market and we can pull up right now what I have projected for this team in their minutes you're just not seeing right now Landry Shamit for 18 minutes it doesn't fit on the screen but look we can start with Blake Griffin who he's going to be a yes for me just because minutes at this point right he was able to stretch the floor he shot four of nine from three seven of 13 overall and that likely just is not going to sustain right he's in line for big minutes though I have him at 33 right now and with no with no James Harden on the court this season he averages a little bit over 0.9 fantasy points per minute that was his best game shooting this is not a joke since 2018 he showed an ability to space the floor with Harden out which is what they're going to need and he also had 14 rebounds in this game which is something else that they're going to need but I don't expect that to sustain either so he had an above average a way above average rebounding game in my opinion even for starting at center against a Brooke Lopez I believe Brooke Lopez and we'll get into him on the opposite side plays a lot more minutes in this game Blake Griffin for me is somebody who is a clear outlier I actually ended up going ahead and taking his under in the prop markets I took Blake Griffin right now early on under 12 and a half real life points as you can see right here on price picks you can tail it down below get a free money match up to 100 ruskies if you want to use the code sal link in the description below so blake griffin under 12 and a half points feel really good about that one and then Kyrie and kd were efficient you know how great they're going to be they both played massive minutes Kyrie played 45 minutes in that last game i have them both at 41 in this game i like both players right now i have durant right now projected out for the second most points only behind Giannis for over 58 i have Kyrie as one of four guys projected out for over 50 points looking like a very strong value early on now mike james what's going to happen with no james harden who will fill those minutes right bruce brown ended up checking in but mike james ended up getting some run 
run. So I have it split between Bruce Brown and Mike James right now. It's hard not to give it there. I have I have a above average minutes for Tyler Johnson as well, just because I don't think Mike James will be as efficient four of six right when he comes in, starting out three of three shooting. But right now, Mike James, I'm going to give him early on 24 minutes. I gave Bruce Brown 22 minutes. I gave Tyler Johnson 10 and Landry Shamit 18. That's kind of how I split up that James Harden slash bench players run behind the shooting guard position of when Harden would normally play. 40 minutes all the starters in this game outside of obviously Harden who got hurt were on pace to play around 36 plus minutes they all checked out with a minute and a half left all of them Joe Harris Blake Griffin Kyrie and KD were on place on pace to play 36 plus minutes in this game so expect big minutes and expect Milwaukee to start to match that KD and Kyrie's point per minute to go up with no James Harden expect more efficiency there from this team and the other starter to talk about the only one we haven't talked about right now is going to be Joe Harris and Joe Harris benefited in a major way a major way from great ball movement on this team as he has all season long and overcommitting on not just KD who was fantastic in this game but he didn't score 45 points he scored a ton of points against a really good defense and played some of the best defense we've seen out of anybody but let alone KD in the last two to three years it was Kawhi levels of defense in the postseason he was fantastic lockdown and crunch time on Chris Middleton hence why Chris Middleton probably won six of 23 shooting in this game that had to do with it so over committing on those kd shots and those Kyrie drives to kick outs to wide open joe harris he's gonna have a lot more of those moving forward again it just depends on can he knock down his threes and in this game like blake griffin he did knock down his threes so overall right now my interest to start out on this team point per dollar wise mike james blake griffin bruce brown kevin durant and Kyrie irving my favorite play on this team though is going to be kevin durant those other guys that we named first off are just value plays that you can get two of them in the 3k range one of them at 4100 just three very strong value plays and they're all going to be in line to play some nice minutes, especially Blake Griffin now, but those other guys are no James Harden. So that's where I'm at on Brooklyn early on. We can get to the other side of that game right now and talk about Milwaukee. And if you're still here right now and enjoy these breakdowns, these in-depth breakdowns, I appreciate it if you want to like and subscribe to this here YouTube channel goes a really long way and if you want to check out any of the projections the lineup optimizer the tools for daily fantasy sports win some dollar ruskies take your dollars to the next level and actually increase your chances of winning while reducing your research time join the discord as well we have a nice discord for betting for player props for dfs link down below on patreon come up in there join the community so right now we get to milwaukee and i will post milwaukee's minutes on the screen as we go through these are my personally projected minutes all the way to the right hand column is those minutes right here and you can see i have right now Giannis Antetokounmpo for 39 here's the thing with milwaukee's minutes all of the starters in this game ended up coming out of the game early because the game blew out they all lost three minutes and 40 seconds in this game due to the blowout it was a 19 point game at that point the game got a little bit closer when the second unit came in and made some buckets but it was nowhere near as close as it actually the final score likely makes it seem so in this game you're going to get a lot more minutes so you only see guys like brooke lopez play 27 minutes brooke lopez is one of my favorite options today in daily fantasy sports brooke lopez again if the game stayed close would have played 32 minutes and they're definitely going to play him more there was no answers for Brooke Lopez when he was actually out there. For whatever reason, Bud did not put them out there for more runs. I expect Brooke Lopez to be pushing at some point in this series 36 plus minutes, and I expect that sooner rather than later. You know the big three or the quote-unquote big three and Drew, Middleton, and Giannis are going to get theirs. They would have all played around 38 plus minutes in this game if it did not blow out, so I have no issues and really not much to break down there. I'm going to go ahead and give 33 minutes, as you can see right there. Now, this might be over-projecting his minutes or trying to get ahead of the curve, and that's what I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to project out what I think is going to happen. He would have played 32 minutes in that last game had the game not blown out and i think there's a real reason for him to play more he has defense he has the ability to spread the floor and oh yeah he can actually get two rebounds yes they missed a lot more shots in this past game i mean the buck shot terrible but the buck shot 20 percent, and of course they were forcing threes down the stretch but six of 30 from three-point land and only shot 58 percent from the free throw line 11 of 19 i expect a lot better shooting in this game and brooke lopez allows you to do that they were missing a lot more shots so the ability to have more offensive rebounds was there they were very good on the offensive glass though 15 to 6 even with a lot of missed shots that is going to be a clear advantage and that's something you expect coming into the game massively out 
rebounding Brooklyn because Brooklyn has nobody to answer. I don't expect one Blake Griffin to have 14 rebounds again, and I don't expect Nicholas Claxton to all of a sudden be playing 24-plus positive minutes on the offensive and defensive side of the ball in this game. So Brooke Lopez is the first key out of anybody that we've talked about so far. Like, we, we, we know the values. We know there's going to be value with no James Harden on the Brooklyn side, but Brooke Lopez, the former Brooklyn net, is probably my favorite play overall in this game. He's right there with Kevin Durant right there with Giannis, but he might be my favorite play in this game because of the price that he has and his ability to hit a ceiling of 40 to 50 points if he gets those 36 plus minutes. We have him at just 33 today. Now, I think other guys will be in the rotation in Bryn Forbes and Pat Connington. I think there's a chance Connington plays more minutes. There's a chance Connington starts in this game. In that last game, P.J. Tucker came in, started on Kevin Durant, but now with no James Harden out there, it might not be the exact same rotations, right? You might just see Middleton, who's a fantastic defender in his own right, just especially to start the game out. We don't need as much energy down the stretch. Just stay on Kevin Durant. You might just see going out there, Drew Holiday now just staying on Kyrie Irving. And what's the point of P.J. Tucker if he's a one-sided player, not going to give you much on the offensive side? Why not put out Connington there who can match a little bit more of this best offensive rating team ever in the first round, ever best offensive rating team, 119 or offensive rating in that first round series against Boston. Best ever in the postseason. I'm saying it a lot because it's fucking impressive. You might get Pat Connington to give you a little bit more on the offensive side and not a complete zero by any means on the defensive side. So I have Connington at 22 minutes. I would rather $3,500 Connington over $4,500 Bryn Forbes every day of the week, especially if they're both coming off of the bench. But Bryn Forbes had that one really great game in like 14 minutes of play the other day, Sal. Yeah, that was like a week and a half ago. Uh, I'm not going to think that that sustains by any means. No, not at all. And I'm giving Jeff Teague zero minutes. We don't have to talk much there. He stunk. He came in for like four minutes, shot two of the worst shots I've ever seen somebody take in a postseason game. And he offered nothing on defense and he quickly was pulled from that game. So that's where man on this team. I have my interest in order on Milwaukee and we'll go over the entire interest at the end of this one. Giannis, Brooke Lopez, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Bobby Portis, and Pat Connington in that order of those six guys. Some other things we can at least talk about from closing in on that game, just from like a film standpoint, rewatching the game and rewatching some of the, the like other view tapes, if you will. Giannis, first of all, only had three free throws. That's not much from rewatching the game, but only three free throw attempts and he missed all three. So not only should he actually make some free throws, although he's not great there, he, Giannis, a very, very, very active player who they have nobody to guard nobody to go Kevin Durant can try to guard him and he did decent and help nobody to guard he should get to the basket a lot more he should stop taking jump shots and fadeaways and three-pointers three-pointers are fine they're at least efficient and he made some and was their best three-point shooter in that last game shooting 20 percent makes it pretty easy as long as you make a couple of them but Giannis is going to get to the basket and get fouled more than three I would expect right I would expect that a lot and then finally the big thing is look the reason why I think that the Nets are in trouble is obviously James Harden's out there but they won a game because look Kevin Durant played fantastic Kyrie was insanely efficient until he had to start to force some shots later in the fourth quarter but he was insanely efficient for three three and a half quarters and then Mike James played really well and Blake Griffin went the fuck off and they won by obviously they're up by 19 with three and a half minutes left so they won pretty easily but that's in a game where everybody was doing everything right all the role players were contributing Joe Harris was making threes nonstop. everybody contributed for Brooklyn right so everything possible went right after the hardened injury for Brooklyn and basically everything possibly went wrong outside of Giannis's play although it did not get to the line or get in the paint much which is odd Chris Middleton, 6 of 23 shooting. That's not going to help when you're shooting 26%, right? And Drew Holiday, 7 of 19 shooting. Not as bad, but 36% is not going to help when you're in the postseason. Shooting 2 of 7 from 3-point land. Look, that is going to change. So I think that this is the game you want to target, in my opinion. Like, game 2. Game 1 of the Phoenix game, there's definitely some value pieces there. But I think a lot more minutes are coming for these starters around 40, especially when you're down 1-0, trying to snag a game on the road for these Milwaukee Bucks. A lot more minutes are coming for them. Brooke Lopez, right? Chris Middleton's going to shoot better in his minutes. And if he plays 40 minutes shooting a little bit better, he's going to score damn near 
150 fantasy points at a really cheap DFS price point. So I think those are some nice spots. I think those are some nice spots to get some props on the Brooke Lopez's of the world, the unders on the Blake Griffins of the world. And if we're going to be talking about the props, we might as well get into all of them right now before we get into the second game. The game one, which is going to be a very entertaining series to kind of break down. I went back this morning. I got up around 4 a.m., 3.30 a.m. just to kind of rewatch some of the games from the Denver series and the Phoenix series and see what Phoenix was doing well. They just absolutely moved the ball fantastic, and I don't really know how Denver's guards are going to guard that with no Will Barton and no Jamal Murray. But as we tease that one, let's get in right now to the sponsor of the program, and it is going to be Price Picks. Price Picks is basically just player props. You take the over under on player props; it's that simple. When there's only one or two games on the slate, I like playing this a lot more. A lot more of my money goes into this on showdown slates and on two game slates because it's just a lot more predictable when you're trying to just choose players props than trying to get an entire lineup correct when there's not many players to choose from. Right? A lot more randomness comes into it. Early on, right now, and you can tail either these bets or you can place your own. And I would encourage you to try it out and also they're giving out free money so why not right they're giving out free money for a limited time only so limited time offer if you use the code sal linked down below they will give you a free money match up to 100 bucks so if you put in 25 bucks you get 25 right back 50 dollars. you put in 50 you have 100 100 you put in 200 so free money take advantage of it while it lasts this is literally the best deposit bonus you're going to find right now in any betting space and oh yeah it's also legal in new york now for my fellow new yorkers right now i have austin rivers over two assists i pj tucker under 15 fantasy points i only have him at 12 points and i think i think this can get worse for pj tucker if they decide to go pat connington in the starting rotation pj tucker's minutes obviously go from 24 to 26 and you drop those down to like 16 18 and there's no way he's fucking scoring 15 fantasy points in that if you know fantasy you know that for a fact i have chris paul around 36 fantasy points chris paul to me is going to be 95 to 100 percent in the series he was basically 80 to 85 to 90% in that last game of the final series. I think he gets more minutes. He's obviously had a couple days off, an extended day off now. They play on Monday. They had a bunch of days off to start this series. Chris Paul, I think, is going to be fully healthy. He looks like a fantastic value in DFS and an awesome value in a lot of betting prop streets. I have him over 32 points. I think his over assists is also nice. Jay Crowder next. He's going to be on the court a lot, 21 points. I have him at 27 right now, so a pretty wide difference there. Going to be on the court a lot. Him and McCall Bridges, best defenders on this team. And we already talked about Blake Griffin's under rights there. So if you want to check any of those out, you can. It is going to be all linked down below. Use the code SAL again. Free money bonus. The player prop markets on prize picks. That code SAL will get you that money match up to $100. Whiskies and let us know what you came from. Your boy right here. That's me. So now we get into Denver and Phoenix. And this is an interesting game. Denver coming off of a series that they won in six games. And Phoenix coming off of one when they won in five games against the Gimpy. And probably not too deep. Definitely not too deep, but not too great. Lakers team no Anthony Davis obviously does not help that but Phoenix was fantastic DeAndre Ayton has really been taking steps forward Devin Booker obviously has and Chris Paul is now getting healthier and then oh yeah the other two names in the starting lineups that I haven't mentioned are your two best defenders that usually fucking helps with McCall Bridges who is absolutely fan- McCall Bridges is the definition of exactly what you want on a playoff basketball team Jay Crowder is kind of getting there but McCall Bridges fits it perfectly McCall Bridges can do what for you he can kind of take a guy out of a series on defense and he can shoot the motherfucking three ball so what do I think McCall Bridges is going to do in this series as we can start on that side of it we can start on the Phoenix side in this one. I think that McCall Bridges, they have two options here. You put him on Michael Porter Jr., who is probably the second best offensive player all around on this Denver team, or you put him on Monty Morris, who's the 2A, 2B offensive player, with Jamal Murray not out there for this team. And whichever one you want to put him out, I think you can take him out of it. And I think they might just put him on Michael Porter Jr. If there's one guy who can swing a game or a series outside of Nikola Jokic, I don't think it's Monty Morris, although he's good on offense. I think it's Michael Porter Jr., not only because he's going to play more minutes, 34, 36 plus minutes when Monty's trying to get to just 30. It's because he's actually deadly from a three ball perspective. Monty can make some threes, but Michael Porter can get insanely hot from three. You saw that literally in game five of the Portland series. He had, what, 22 points in the first quarter and was just draining everything. So I think you might see McCall Bridges put him on there. But that is a downside if you're talking player props. It is a downside if you're talking fantasy scoring for McCall Bridges. It hurts his ceiling. He can still get to a medium projection. He can still look like a player who's in a player pool. He is. He's not a yes for me today. 
but it's because he's going to be putting out so much energy on defense to try and isolate a player who can really change a series and really, that matchup in general might swing the series right there so it makes me hesitant in the prop markets for mcclub bridges but he's only forty eight hundred dollars right now and that looks pretty damn good on DraftKings. i also want to let you know that i do have right now yet again milwaukee i have milwaukee right now plus two and a half is what i got them at in this game too i think they win the game if you want to take the money line i think it's down to like plus one and a half plus two in some spots i still like the milwaukee side of this one i think that they're going to be in a spot where they'll make more shots and they're not going to get every single guy from the other team going the fuck off and there's no james harden i like milwaukee in game two just to let you know about the betting line there nothing on the over under so now let's get to booker and cp3 cp3 getting healthier this is the best matchup in the series right on the opposite side you have a really good matchup we can get into for Jokic, but this is the best matchup in the series i mean Campazzo. Yeah, no, not going to play anything. I mean, CP3 tore him up back in the Olympics. If you can remember that, you probably don't. And oh, yeah, he also tore him up during the regular season. And now he's healthier. Campazzo, yeah, no can do there. Austin Rivers for 32 plus minutes. Yeah, you thought. Monty Morris, who's really just in there for offense. Fine on defense, but not great by any means. Yeah, okay. So Devin Booker, going to get whatever he wants. They're going to be able to move the ball. Devin Booker's probably going to be able to get by every single one of those guards. And oh, yeah, Chris Paul is going to be able to facilitate all that he wants against those guys. The best matchup in this entire series is the Phoenix Guards Suns. And you can throw campaign into that too. Phoenix Guards Suns against what is left in the corpse of all these defenders no pj dozier although practicing no will barton although practicing might come back at some point and clearly no jamal murray no gary harris in this team anymore so that is the best matchup in the series so i expect a very good showing in this series from chris paul who's my favorite play in the dfs streets and we already have the over 32 in the prop streets probably my favorite play on this team right now is going to be chris paul but also really 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 think devin booker is in a fantastic spot to thrive if we're talking in the series i think phoenix wins in five or six games but denver is always an underdog in series and never flashy but this series is different they don't have jamal murray they don't have a guy who can take them over the top in my opinion outside of nicole Jokic. so i think phoenix is going to score at will denver just doesn't have the personnel to stop them but if you are talking about series betting props yeah i would take phoenix in five or six we can put six just to put a little bit of respect out there thinking that denver can snag one or two of these games at home and then in terms of campaign and cameron johnson their props their dfs prices just look fine you can have some interest if they fill out your lineups in dfs otherwise i'm not really there all that much so let's finish it up with the last team right now the opposite side of this one that's going to be denver Denver doesn't look that great. They really, really, really don't look that great. They do have the best player in this series. Yes, Nicole Jokic the, going to be MVP is better than Devin Booker, no matter how well Devin Booker has been playing over the last couple of games. He's better than him, right? So that's what they have going for them. They have the best player in the series right now and arguably the best matchup in the series. I still think it's Phoenix by a decent amounts guards play against Denver's guards defense, but you're going to have Nicole Jokic against Ayton. And don't just say DeAndre Ayton's going to roll over and quit. Nicole Jokic himself, in previewing this series, said that DeAndre Ayton is probably the one center in the league, for whatever reason, that gives him problems, right? Size coming into himself now a couple years into the league, former first-round overall pick, right? After a couple of years, you usually start to figure out the defensive side of things, and that seems to be what's happening right now for Ayton, and he's playing very well. I mean, he played well against Anthony Davis on both sides of the court before Anthony Davis ended up getting injured. In game one, he played fantastic on both sides of the court. That being said, though, Jokic still has a quality matchup here, and Jokic would be my favorite player on this Denver team, and that probably should not shock you at all. Jokic is one of three players, one of four players i projected for 50 plus points but i do have him for less than Giannis, and i do have him for less than kevin durant and at that point i'll just take kevin durant at a similar price point but Jokic does look good i have him for 55 fantasy points right now and i'll pull up that denver team's minutes overall Jokic, i think can play more minutes i have him at just 36 in game one of the series right i think he can play 38 minutes michael porter i have at 36 i think he can play 38 minutes michael porter as i discussed when talking about mccall bridges's defense i think mccall bridges can give michael porter some issues porter obviously got hot especially in game five porter's going to need to score he's probably going to need average 20 20 plus points maybe even 22 plus points in the series for them to actually turn out and have some sort of chance of winning on the defensive side you actually can keep michael porter he's gonna have to stay on the court for offense so you can hide him a little bit on a bridges who's more so outside of the paint as a three-point score and just hide him out there and hover around the three-point line so michael porter is going to be the key factor in denver for the series 
I think it's fine. He's still cheap at 7,100. He can obviously get hot. He's fine to play in your DFS lineups. There's some other guys I like a little bit more. I only have him for 35 and a half fantasy points today, so I'm not all there. I think he's going to struggle at least in game one to get around a very physical, a lengthy Mike McCall Bridges. Somebody I want to talk about is going to be Aaron Gordon, who I think that there's a pretty good chance. I have him for 30 minutes today. Pretty good chance he sees more minutes and eventually, if not in this game pretty quickly, starts to guard Devin Booker. Look, there's nobody. Campazzo, Austin Rivers, Monty Morris are not going to guard Devin Booker. By no means at all are they going to guard Devin Booker. And they can't overcommit. You can't try and double him. The Lakers tried to do that at points in that game. And it really, really hurt. Aiton got his. Chris Ball got his as he started to get healthier. And oh yeah, that's when you started to see McCall Bridges make every single three. Jay Crowder have the Jay Crowder game early on in the series. So Aaron Gordon, who played very good defense and was able to switch, which is something you're going to need to do against these Phoenix guards. He played very good defense in that series against Portland. And look, he switched against the Damian Lillard and the CJ McCollum's. Maybe not as quick as what you're going to see out of Devin Booker today in terms of just lateral movement, but was still able to switch in that series. I think Aaron Gordon is probably the best shot on defense, which could take away, right? All the energy on defense could take away from his offense where he wasn't dynamite on offense from a volume standpoint, but from an efficiency standpoint, he gave them a lot. He shot 64% from three in that series. Now it wasn't a lot of threes, but it was seven of 11 from three. And that's the best we've seen out of Aaron Gordon in quite some time. The other guys to be looking at is probably going to be one Monty Morris. Monty Morris is probably my second favorite player on this team right now. He's right there with Michael Porter Jr. just from an offensive standpoint for fantasy behind Jokic. Monty Morris should play some decent run. We have him at 30 minutes of play. That can go up if he starts to close out games. He's closed out about half of these postseason games so far. And Monty Morris with no Jamal Murray out there has been playing fantastic in the postseason. We can pull up Denver's postseason rates right now from that Portland series and show you exactly how guys are producing point per minute wise. So if we pull this up, you know, Jokic has basically been doing what he's doing during the regular season. MVP 1.56 fantasy points per minute. But check this out. Monty Morris is shooting 51%, which is something that he can easily sustain, if not improve upon, 1.06 fantasy points per minute. That is very good. Monty Morris during that first round series was the number two point per minute producer for anybody that played over 100 minutes in the series. He was the number two point per minute producer. So expect that to continue. Maybe not 1.06 fantasy points per minute, but even at 0.95 or 0.9 fantasy points per minute, Monty Morris is somebody that you have to have an eye on. And that's because Monty Morris had a 28%, a team leading ahead of Nikola Jokic, 28% assist percentage. He's able to facilitate and a second on the team, 23% usage rate. He's not Jamal Murray by any means, but he was starting to take on the Jamal Murray usage. That's very similar usage and very similar assist percentage and point per minute production as Jamal Murray. So that's nice to see. Jamal Murray Jr., if you will, in this series. He's nowhere near Jamal Murray's skill set, but Monty Morris is a very quality player. Do not disrespect his name. 30 minutes of play today. He looks like my second favorite player on this team today. And then the other thing to talk about, and it's a very small thing, but it can help in your DFS lamps. And if you're playing in the prop streets, Paul Millsap, I would take the unders on anything Paul Millsap. If you wanted to really bet on Paul Millsap, he struggled in the regular season against this team. Jay Crowder really had his number. He hasn't been playing many seasons in the postseason as he's aging or many minutes in the postseason. So if you're going to be going with one of him or Jermichael Green, it's definitely Jermichael Green for me. I have Millsap at 14 minutes, Jermichael Green at 20 minutes. Jermichael Green actually closed out that game six against Portland. So I don't really like either of them all that much today, but I'm not playing any Paul Millsaps in daily fantasy sports, and I'm not taking anywhere near any of his overs in the betting street. So thank you for tuning into this video. It's a lot for a two-game slate, but I wanted to be as in-depth as I can, basically talk about every single player that I think is going to be important. So a lot to break down. Hopefully you enjoy these. They might be a little bit longer, but hopefully they are very informative. Like and subscribe before you go, and sign up for Patreon if you want any other tools and analysis, and basically the knowledge that I have right now, you can have every single day just from all the tools and analysis that I kind of send that through over on Patreon saves a lot of time for you, increases your chances of winning. And sign up for the sponsor of the program, Price Picks. Again, they're linked down below if you want to see any of the wagers that we took earlier on, the props, the over-unders. We showed them earlier on in the video. If for some reason, you skipped through that. You can check them out. Code Sal, W money, up to $100 Ruskies. Thank you all for tuning into this one, gang. I will see you all in the next one later on today. We'll be doing a live stream an hour before the first game tips off to answer your Q&As for about 40 to 45 minutes. Hopefully, see you there. Notification bell will let you know when we're doing that. Peace out, gang. Happy Monday. Best day of the week.